speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Carefully you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 33. I'm your host, Chris Rucker, with my co-host, Marty Vasquez, who I can only see the top of his head in a picture of Santana Garrett. Damn right. Look at that. Is that titles. That wasn't yes, there sir. last week. It wasn't there last week. I moved it over there today. Because we're going to be talking Santana Garrett. Boot to the Face, episode 33. Um... Uh, as usual, all the information, ProWrestlingTees.com slash boot to the face. Shout out to Talkamania bought a shirt yesterday. I believe that was J Bomb. Apparently in Canada, you pay a whole lot of money for shipping when you live in Canada. Uh follow us on Podcoin. If you're down with Podcoin, get on that. I just started it recently. Use the code B2TF and you get an extra three hundred point bonus on there. Where you get paid to listen to podcasts. So check that out. Uh, Twitter, Boot to the Face, Rucker2020, and a bearded master, Marty. Let's jump right into it. AEW. A bunch of news coming out of AEW this week. Mainly, there was a wrestler by the name of Goldust who is no longer with. Love it. Oh, I, I thought you were going to do the whole. <sighs> I was getting ready for you. I was getting ready for you to talk, and then I was gonna do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, you gotta steal my thunder, some bitch. <laughs> no longer would WWE be facing off with his brother Cody at Double or Nothing in a much anticipated match that everybody, quote unquote, wanted to see in WWE. Not Stardust versus Goldust, but Cody versus Dustin. How you feeling on that? I love it. Um, I think it's fantastic. I I think that they're when they were together as Stardust and Goldust, that was great. That was, I think, personally the best incarnation of Stardust. Um, and then they started just messing with him all together and changing shit up. Uh, never got the payoff between the two because then Cody asked for his release. Goldust got hurt, uh, or Goldust got hurt, and then uh, Cody asked for his release. So it all kind of happened simultaneously. Uh, I I think it's gonna be fantastic. I hope that the fact that they're going to be doing this, um, AEW, no WWE chains attached to it, that it'll allow them to be a little bit more free in the ring of what they do, uh, the story they tell. That hopefully they get a little more time. Um, just I mean the the match we got at Fastlane 2015 just was not what we wanted. Uh, everyone wanted something more. Uh, I mean that that match down that didn't even go ten minutes. So I'm hoping I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be fantastic. I'm look and I can't wait. Here's my question, which um I could catch some flack for. But I mean let, let's start it like this. You know I'm a Cody guy. Like Cody's my my guy on the indie scene. Is he is this a what's the word I'm looking for? 
I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. Basically, is he just using his family name again? Because the first time at All In, he was using the fact that it was his dad's title that he was going after. Now he's using the fact that it's his brother he's going after. Is he full of, you know, smoke and mirrors? No pun intended. Or is he a draw like he's saying he is, but it just so happened these last two events he's using the family name for it? Uh, I mean, I see what you're coming from there, but I don't think so. I think that we're seeing two ma- – well, I mean, the, the the Nick Aldis and NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, that was along the lines of something – yeah, his day was, you know, they had a story about his dad going for it, or his dad holding that title. So now Cody's going for it. But at the same time, we're going before that even happened, the story before that was the fact that Cody, over a four month period of time, was going for three major titles in three different promotions. So that was the story behind that one. And then once he lost to, um, uh, to, was it was Lethal the champion still yet, or was it Castle that was champion? It was Castle. He lost Castle. to Castle and Skull. And then he lost. And then he lost to threat match. right. And then he and lost then, to Kenny at, at G1 Climax. Uh, and then but, just, but, but here, here's here's where I'm going with that. Those other two title matches didn't have the attendance or the pay per view buys that All In had. And as somebody that went to All In, like I got on a plane and went to All In for that match. Like, I was going to go anyway, but that solidified why I went. Like, I was still kind of on the fence even after we bought the tickets. But once I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, he's going after the title Dusty guy. Like, that's going to be a huge moment. And it was. It was the biggest moment at All In. And now the rematch with him and Aldis at NWA 70 did nothing. Like, Marty was on the radio today and said that the ticket sales and pay-per-view buys from the Crockett Cup coming up this weekend, which we'll get into, has already surpassed NWA 70. So it wasn't that big a deal just in his title defense. So, Yeah, but what to, I mean, to go with that, though, um, all in sold out in 30 minutes before there, Cody even had a match named. True. So so that you, know, you can't even say, oh, the people bought the tickets because of Nick or because of Cody when Cody didn't have a match until two months before the show happened. And it sold out, you know, damn near six months to a year earlier. Well, no, um, no, that's that he he announced after it was sold out at the press conference that he was going after the NWA title. So it was announced the same day. But my my the thinking behind that is as somebody that was there, there was nothing on that card that was electric as before him and all just squared up. And then when you watch it on NWA 70, the rematch, like it wasn't even close to that. Yeah, well, I I think that NWA seventy just didn't do what they should have done to promote that as much as they should have, and that's what I think that's where it came down to. I mean, if you look at it, what everything else that was going on around the wrestling industry at the time, NWA seventy wasn't even on the marker at the time. I mean, and uh, New Japan just had a had a big show right before that, um, where he where he won the the um, was the national championship or the United States championship. Um, Ring of Honor had a big show right before that. Though WWE was getting ready for Evolution, um, NWA Seventy just didn't have the draw. It didn't have the promotion that that they should have had for that match in that card. I I like to pride myself and say that I do watch a lot of wrestling. I watch wrestling across the board, not just WWE. But I watch. I feel like I watch, with the exception of Impact, 
a, a, a lot of different organizations, uh, probably more than I probably should. But NWA 70 just wasn't on my radar. I, I knew it was happening, but it wasn't something I was like, I need to watch this. Um, and it wasn't because of Cody and Nick. It was because it, t- it just didn't come off as a big show. I mean, WWE, when they do Raw 25, it came off as a bigger episode. When they do Raw 1000, it comes off as a big episode. They promote the hell out of it. Why didn't NWA do the same thing for their 70? You know, it just didn't. That's for me. That's why they didn't promote it properly. Uh, I think that with Cody, I don't think that people are, are drawn to this because of Cody versus Goldust. I think that Cody's trying to give us a match that he knows that we all want to see. Um, and, and I think that's where it started off at. Then he gives us this match, and then it leads into other things that he might get. And you know, maybe Goldust gets his final like farewell tour kind of thing somewhere outside of WWE before he hangs it up for good, or. Maybe this is Goldust hanging it up for good after this match. Right, Goldust has already hung it up, sir. His name is Dustin Rhodes. My bad. I apologize. And they call him right. the natural. You probably don't remember that. The WCW theme that. he used to have. The natural, natural, natural can be. Somebody out there is listening. They're like, hell yeah, I remember that. Where he used to wear them big ass cowboy wrestling boots like his daddy. And that ugly ass white jacket that he used to come out in, and him Stone Cold used to feud over the TV. T- That's back in the day. Y'all gonna make me fired. Stone Cold. Wow, it wasn't even Stone Cold yet, man. Come on now. If you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna go that okay. far back, you might it as was well. Stunning Steve, Thank where you. he had those golden locks Thank before you. him and Pillman made the Hollywood Blondes. Like that was, that was good shit. Uh, next topic on on AEW is Fight for the Fallen. I got my tickets. Jacksonville, Florida. This one hadn't been promoted uh, like All In, like uh, Double or Nothing. And as far as right now, tickets are still available, and they've been available for over for almost a week now. Um, we talked about this months ago where I didn't think that all their shows would be selling out as quickly as they were once they started running quote-unquote normal schedule, which is every couple of months. So should they be worried at the fact that it's only a 6,000 seat amphitheater and the tickets have been on sale for over a week and you can get on Ticketmaster right now and there's tickets all over that place that are still available. Um, Is that cause for concern or is that just because StarCast isn't attached to it and it's not a weekend getaway type destination or by the time we get there, you know, in a couple months, it'll be completely fine. What are your predictions for that? I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be pretty. I think it'll be fine. Um, when I look at it, see, and I haven't got my tickets yet. Just you know, I need to get that. Uh, but they, when I look at it, it's not a holiday weekend. It's actually like a week after a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm thinking is, you know, obviously with, with uh, all in Labor Day, uh, double or nothing Memorial Day. You got holidays that people are off for the most part. People can travel. People can do things. This is the weekend after a holiday. People might be figuring out what their plans are for Fourth of July. What they're doing then. How they're going to make that work. If they're going to be able to make it work. Um, so I think that it's more of logistics as far as what people can try to make do. Where the other ones are. This is what we're doing for the holiday weekend. Where now it's do we do something for the holiday weekend? Or do we do all it or uh, you know AEW the week after, or do we do both? You know, so I think there's more planning that needs to be done for for people who might be trying to reach out to go to this show. Um, 
compared to one of the other, to, you know, one of the other shows. And to be honest, I don't think Jacksonville necessarily is a destination area to go to. So, you know, Chicago was different because it's all in, it's a, it's a wrestling Mecca. That's just one of the, when you talk wrestling, that's one of the big cities. Uh, New Vegas is Vegas, man. It draws everybody, anybody to Vegas. Uh, so that's a big draw for them there. So I don't think it's any cause for concern. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll be fine by the time it comes down to July 13th. Well, like like we talked about a few months ago, I think this is what's going to happen to their shows as they as they start doing more shows and they're not a destination weekend with StarCast attached to it. It's going to be harder for them, which was my prediction slash fear is that eventually wrestling fans are just going to be like, oh, well, shit, they just had one in Vegas. There ain't no point in me going to that. Or, you know, the shiny new toy is going to wear off eventually because wrestling fans are like that. And like I said, you know, months ago, all these same people were in ROH and they weren't doing the numbers all in and double or nothing are doing. So so here's the go with that. And I get your point and I see it, it could absolutely go that path. Um, I've, however, once... They're starting out too, and I know this is jumping the gun here, but they really do need to get some kind of TV show or something broadcast because right now all they're putting out is events. So there's no storylines outside of the web shows, YouTube, um, online, whatever. You know, that's all they really got going right now. There's no episodic show to go with them to really build up that following that aren't really that or don't for those who don't know wrestling those that aren't already following AEW there's nothing to capture those new fans or those other wrestling fans that are out there watching other programs and that's going to get them a storyline that they can follow along to that makes them want to go to these shows why do people go to WWE shows outside the main four because they're following one well WWE's one thing but two because they're following a storyline that's leading to a payoff at that pay-per-view if there's no storyline leading up to outside of the online, then there's no re- no real reason for them to follow it up and go to this pay per view that's in Jacksonville or, uh, you know, Vegas if it, if they, or whatever else they're going to be sending. Daytona Beach, um, they they need they absolutely if they're going to make that happen and they got the stuff going in the works for a, a TV show or some kind of syndicated channel, uh, they need to make it happen fast so they don't lose that steam or else they're going to go, fall onto something. That is going to be a little too soon or a little too – not enough, a little too late. Ring of Honor, they're great. They're, they're, people go to the shows because they're des- – people know Ring of Honor. They, they want to go watch that wrestling. Um, hardest thing for me with Ring of Honor is that half the time their shows aren't always consistent as far as when they're aired or, or how they're aired. And the fact that they are recorded ahead of time and then played out throughout the time period, it makes it some it makes it hard to watch their weekly shows if when they're on, you know. But if Ring of Honor had a consistent show on a consistent channel, it'd be more of a of a of a following for them to have and, and people to attach to. Uh, WWE is easy because you know where they're at every week, you know what time they're at, you know what you're going to get. You could jump into any point of those shows and know at any point in that month. And know where it's leading to at that pay per view to, to follow it all. AEW needs that to not only grow, but to maintain the following they already have. Gotcha. Well, here's hoping that they can, I don't know, if they're listening, fucking make some storylines. 
make better promotions for the shows. I mean, I get I get the being the elite and road to double or nothing and all that. But like I said, Jacksonville's what a month behind that, two months behind that, and they've announced a couple matches. But in all honesty, they haven't promoted shit for that. And I mean, ticket sales are what they are. You know, six thousand seats. You would have thought about a week from now that they would be gone. But let's hope. Uh, Let's hope they can keep up the momentum because, you know, momentum, the momentum, <laughs> because competition's always good, especially for Vince. So maybe Vince will step his game up if they can step theirs up. Uh, we talked about the Crockett Cup. Let's let's cover that real quick. That's Saturday. Uh, Fight TV. The main matches are Marty Skrull versus Nick Aldis for the NWA World's title. Uh, Sienna, who was originally slated to take on jazz for the nwa women's title jazz had to drop it uh i don't think it's been released why she just said personal reasons and nwa put a thing out where they were asking who should take on sienna for the title and i told them it should either be santana or penelope ford and santana garrett will take on sienna for the nwa women's world heavyweight championship and then of course you have the crockett cup so we're not going to go through the whole card. We're just going to predict uh, who we think is going to win the Crockett Cup, the women's world title match, and the men's world title match. Let's start with the Crockett Cup. Uh, the teams that are in there, we already know. Who do you have coming out at the end of the day as your Crockett Cup tag team winners? It's going to be those chicken farmers from Delaware. Briscoes, they're going to take it down. That's That's who I got also. Um, and we're going to talk about the Briscoes a little bit later when we bring up uh, your boy Enzo Amare. <laughs> you had to go there. Um, so I got the Briscoes in that one also. And then Santana versus Sienna. I'm going against my heart, and I'm picking Sienna to win the NWA women's title only because Santana wasn't in the original plans. I don't see them making her the champion just out of nowhere. I think she was probably the biggest women's name they had that could go up against Sienna that was available that weekend. Because Tessa is, you know, out doing her TNA thing right now. So, um, go ahead. I feel like I know where this is going. Go ahead. And I know what they're going to do. Go on and say it. But I can't do it, man. No, I you can do it. do it. I cannot pick Sienna to win this because. Why not? It has to be my Santana Garrett winning that title, bringing home her W or NWA World Women's Championship for the second time. Man, it's, uh, you know what? She's, Wait, it's just what, she's been NWA a, Women's Champion before? Yes, she has. I didn't know that. She has been. She. This is her. Her coming back to get that strap two times. Two times. Um, I think. I think it's awesome. The fact that this is going to be her. Here's the thing. Everything going around this. Santana isn't isn't the one expected to win this match. I mean, she hasn't been wrestling. She hasn't been on any promotion. Sienna wasn't the original card in the match. Uh, Cakes. It, it it just lines up for Sienna just to be the one that gets the title. However, you insert Santana Garrett, and I feel she's a credible source and an athlete and performer to change the way they go the go route. Hell, we don't know. Jazz could have been the one that was really supposed to retain the title. They got to change things up. So if that's the case, I can't do it, man. 
it's got to be Santana Garrett, and that's the way I'm going to go. Let my heart speak, and I'm going to throw it out there. Santana Garrett for the win, and that's her title. Speaking of your heart, we got the national treasure, NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, the 10 pounds of gold holder himself, Mr. Mickey James, Mick Aldis, defending the title against Marty Scurll. Marty? Marty? Who you got? That title's going to build an enterprise, and Marty Skrull, whoop, whoop, is getting that title. He, he didn't win the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship for a reason. He is going to wear that 10 pounds of gold and show why he is the biggest star out there, why he was the breakout star. It wasn't Adam Page. It wasn't Cody Rhodes. It wasn't Nick or Matt. No, sirree. It's Marty Skrull, the villain. Winning that w- NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And it's going you know, to be fantastic. What you just said, a lot of people might not agree right off the bat. But if you look at it, I think he was the breakout star of the elite. I think he was the most popular one. He 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 gained the most out of the elite foreman, their faction in the Bullet Club. and If you look at the last two years from... The moment that Kenny and the Bucks kicked out Adam Cole and sent him to, to NXT and, and Marty took his spot, it's been a full-blown trajectory to the top for Marty. Uh, I mean, he and, and every – in the six-man tag team championships that they've all held, he's been in every single one of those. Um, he's had the tag team – you know, he's just – the man, he, he's entertaining. He's fantastic on the mic. The fact that he didn't go with them, whether it's contract reasons or not, and he's been on his own. Um, you know, listen to an interview with him this morning. Uh, I mean, it's hard not to believe that he wasn't the one that broke out. I mean, you, just, you, you don't. You don't hear, you know, what Paige is doing. You don't hear them people tr- reaching out to have the interviews with him or what's his next match going to be. But you're looking at Marty and like this guy is a performer. You know, his, his matches across the board when he fought Osprey in the in um, in Long Beach out here. That was a that was by I personally think that was the best match on the card. When you look at All In, his match with Okada, the the moment of the night went to Cody raising up that title. The match of the night went to Marty versus Okada. And that's the way I saw, I, I saw that. And, and it's just, Marty, absolutely, man. He has to be the breakout. Nobody, you expect something from Cody. And everyone was looking at Adam Page as the one that's freaking out. Uh, the Bucks have been there for a long time. Obviously, Kenny Omega is a, a star on his own. Marty was a nobody before Elite. You know, he was there. But coming out of that, he's absolutely the biggest star coming out. I agree, and I think that's why he's going to get the NWA World's Heavyweight title. He'll have it for a couple months. He may take it into AEW once his uh, ROH contract is up. But I think Marty wins. Uh, you never know. That could be the main event at the uh, at Fight Fallen, Fight for the Fallen. Could it be uh, Marty versus Cody for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship? Could be. Um, it won't be, so that, but it can that's, be. <laughs> that's the Crockett Cup. Uh, as far as our predictions go, 
we brought it up earlier. Enzo and Big Cass. Should we even waste any time on these two knuckleheads? Um, uh, we could let's see. How long was Tama Tonga's uh promo on them? Well, he cut two of them, but it was like a minute and a half total. Okay. Well, I think that minute and a half was enough that needed to be said about them. Okay, go check out Tom Tonga's Twitter. Uh, the other person we don't know if we're going to waste time on or not is the rumored return of one CM Punk ass. I'm just going to stop it there. CM Punk rumored to come back, hit a, a very sloppy looking GTS on somebody at an indie show. And then it's been rumored that he's returned a few times over the past couple years under a mask and people just haven't known about it. A uh, big deal to you? I, I know to you, maybe not a big deal, but in wrestling in general, are you looking forward to whether or not CM Punk comes back? Do you wish he'd just go away? Uh, what are your thoughts on this guy? So that uh, that GTS he, he popped, um, that was that was almost, I don't know, that wasn't almost, that fucking shit was weak as hell. Uh, as far as Punk coming back, man, that's going to be big. For wrestling, um, and all I gotta say about that is fuck CM Punk. Mm. Done. Wow. Boom. It's usually me that goes there. What has gotten into you tonight? First of all, I uh, had to sit two hours in traffic uh, on the way home from from it's work. It's not CM tonight, Punk's fault. So I can listen to, so I can record with the best tag team partner in the world. Um, told me, hey, let's go, motherfucker, get off Facebook. Let's get live. I said, fine. I just walked into my door. Let's do this. And the motherfucker fell asleep on me for two hours. It was one hour. Let's not exaggerate. Felt like two. Uh, anyways, man, I've, first of all, I've never been a fan of CM Punk. I'm tired of all the smart-ass marks out there who love CM Punk and give fucking CM Punk chance at every WWE event. Even though he shit on the company, he shit on the industry, he shit on the fans. There's a reason why nobody's in line for him when they go to big events. Why Marty Scrolls lines wrapped around the building and CM Punk is sitting there fucking fiddling his thumbs and nobody's in line for him. Well, it's because everyone's done with him. People are starting to smarten up and realize that Punk isn't what's good for business. He's not good for the industry. He's just a whiny ass little bitch who couldn't get what he wanted, left, failed miserably in his next ende- um, endeavor. And now he's trying to fit, make a way back because he knows where the money's at as far as where people will pay to see him. That's smart by him. I, w- I will give him that. Uh, but I don't want to see him on my TV. I don't want to see him in my pay-per-views. I don't want to hear him on a radio. I just, I'm done. Like, dude, go away. If you don't want to be part of this industry, you know what? Go hang out with Brock Lesnar. The two of you guys can go fucks with each other and do whatever you want in Canada. Nobody can pay attention to you guys. I am good with that. I'm appalled. That you would even put CM Punk in the same fucking category as the Beast Incarnate, your former you Universal it? Champion. I'll, I'll do it one more time. Since Ronda Rousey wants to be a farmer herself, oh, you, you, them... you stop it right there. You stop <laughs> All right. that. All right, I you stop it. That's that's just unacceptable. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to allow that one. Um, I'm just joking. Yeah, you know. Usually it's me that goes on the rant, but I'm liking this version of Marty. I don't know what the hell's gotten into you tonight, but I like it. You want to know what? I have no whiskey either because I got in earlier. And I'm oh, like, fuck, let's go. Shit. And then I'm like, shit, my whiskey's in the car. Do I go down and get the whiskey or I just fucking record? 
And then I'm like, nope, I'm I'm not walking out there right now. I'm hot. It's hot as fuck right now. Let's just get recording. Um, maybe that's what the issue is. Maybe the whiskey calms me down. Maybe I wow. stop stop drinking the whiskey during recording time. I don't know. I I had a whole a whole little soliloquy, if you will, about CM Punk and shit. I don't even need to do it anymore. You know you what? Just... I think believe a couple hours ago, you're like, you know what? I don't think I, I don't have nothing to rant about tonight. I think I'm good. Maybe I'll come up with something. I told you. That's all good. I'm sure I can figure something out. I can figure it out. Boom. Dude, you figured the shit out of it. So good good for you. Fuck CM Punk. I'm with you. We team CM Punk at boot. I mean, team fuck CM Punk at boot to the face. <laughs> Unless he wants to come on for an interview. Then we're still team fuck CM no, Punk. But fuck we'll that talk shit. To him. Only way that's come on, <laughs> on fucking boot to the face is he brings AJ Lee with him. You know what? If he if we were to get an interview with him, I don't think I would do it. I would let you do it. I would edit it and I would put it all together, but I wouldn't take part in it. I refuse to. My my hatred for that man and his fans is so a, a few years ago when he was in wrestling and and I haven't liked him before he quit. I'll tell you this little story real quick. So apparently I used to talk in my sleep a lot. And my wife woke me up one morning and she told me, she goes, she goes, do you remember what you said last night? I said, no. She goes, you said CM Punk. I said, okay. And she goes, then you said it again. So I nudged you and I said, Chris, what the hell are you talking about? And you said, CM Punk fucking sucks because he (laughs) he just fucking sucks. And she goes, you never woke up. And so the next day when she's telling me about it, I looked at her and I go, you damn right he sucks. <laughs> and she goes, well, I'm glad that a sleep you and a wake you both agree that CM Punk sucks. So apparently I was having some kind of dream where I was going back and forth with other wrestling fans about how CM Punk was a piece of shit. So even in my dreams, that guy's a piece of shit. Fuck CM Punk. Yeah, I, uh, even if he, if he was like, oh, you guys can get CM Punk on. I'm not going to lie. I agree with you. They'd be like, this shit can blow us up real quick. I can't be known as that fucking hypocrite and that show who fucking talks shit about him. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what, CM Punk's back? Fuck yeah. No, thank you. I think I'd do CM Punk before I talk to Hulk Hogan. I mean, I could see that. I'm not going to lie. I probably would do Hulk Hogan before I do see, talk to CM Punk. I mean, at the end of the day, Hulk Hogan is in the wrestling world a legend. Um, I can see why you wouldn't want to do it, but... I've never him. liked Hogan before, even before he came out as a racist. I didn't like Hogan, so I'm still mad. You know, at him. It, to be I'm honest, more, you know what? I, I'm more. I shouldn't say more. I'm about as equally as mad at Hogan for being racist as I am for him being such a just a cocksucker and fucking up Starcade '97. Like what a <laughs> punk ass bitch. So the way he acted. If for I was to have opportunity to talk to Hogan. I'm not gonna lie. So I, I've never met the guy. I did come close to him because I remember my first Packers game ever. Um, I it was out here at Qualcomm Stadium playing against the Chargers. Um, this is back in like '04 season, and <clears throat> we're walking into the stadium, and Hulk Hogan pulls up in his limo and gets out, and he's you know like five feet away from me, and I just like, oh, it's Hulk Hogan. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go watch Brett Favre fucking tear up the Chargers. Um, but. If I were, if we, if I had a chance to talk to to Hulk Hogan, it ain't gonna be nothing about him. I'm completely talking to him about the Mega Powers and Randy, Randy Savage. That's that's I, I just want to know story about Randy. That's it. 
I thought you were going to ask him about Brooke. Nah. I got other friends that could tell me about Brooke. Ooh. Marty with the T. October 6th, by the way, uh, you might not want to watch football that day because the Cowboys will be beating the shit out of the Packers. Uh, <laughs> WWE shakeup. <laughs> this motherfucker. WWE shakeup continues. If you guys didn't know, that this basically put a six-month notice on Boots to the Face. Uh, we might be going on a winter hiatus at that point. I'll because, be here. Because we know how Chris Rucker reacts when you know the, the, the Cowboys fail to deliver like they do every Sunday. Luckily, this time, they don't have Dez to drop the ball. Um, you know, you know uh, fuck you. He caught it. Secondly, <laughs> fuck you. And thirdly, fuck you again. I gave you three fuck yous for every step that that motherfucker took after he caught the ball when he dove towards Step! The he fucking dro- he, he stumbled to the floor. That man you know jumped. You know in, what? That man you know jumped what? in the air. He caught the ball over your little punk ass cornerback's head. He switched hands with the ball, came down, took one step, took another step, and his third step, he dove to the end zone. And I have still yet to see any angle of the ball actually touching the ground. I know it looks like it should touch the ground, but I've never seen the ball touch the ground. We're, this well, is a wrestling. I'm pretty show. sure. I'm pretty sure I said. You know what? I'm that. pretty sure I've sent you many angles that show as his fucking ass dropped it. And you know, no. it's a good segue. You know, yes, we are a wrestling no. show, but we've Fuck also you. pride ourselves on talking about other stuff. And what point is it to not talk about about football when the draft is less than 24 hours away? When I don't the have future picks, so I don't give the, a shit. When the future of the Cowboys does not get any better. Start we got a first round pick last year with Amari Cooper, so I'm good with our first round pick this year. That, that's our first round pick for this year. A 24 year old stud wide receiver who is going to put up all kind of numbers with Dak Prescott. If Both only he had going. a quarterback to throw. And we got Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's excited. He's fuck Randall out. Cobb. You want me to talk shit about somebody? First CM Punk, not Randall Cobb. You fucking got me going tonight. Fuck number 18. Fuck Randall Cobb. Sit your old ass down. It's your fault that we didn't have Jordy Nelson last year. Your old ass can't fucking play. You haven't provided, produced anything in the last three seasons, but yet you're fucking bringing in them $15 million a year. He'll be good this year now that he's got a decent quarterback and not some damn crybaby California boy whose family doesn't even like him. Marty just took his headphones off, and he's very upset. He looks very, very upset. I mean, it's the truth, though. He's he's got a tough quarterback. You know what? what? Who's who's got good leadership? Whose teammates love him? Not some little crybaby from California whose family don't even like his ass. That's some bitch ain't even welcome at the family reunion. They got barbecues and cookouts and shit, and he ain't even welcome. I bet Danica Patrick don't even like his ass. They're wide as fuck. They ain't having no good barbecues. They're fucking up in (laughs) the Bay Area. They're having fucking like. They're not having shit. He's going to hang out with Danica in the South. And they're fucking having some real barbecue down there. He's I can't wait till that October sixth game where he walks out his fucking bolo tie and his sheriff of Dallas and sheriff of Lambeau fucking Robert Rude mustache and just fucking yeah. throws up a field day on the Cowboys. Four hundred and fifty yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, twenty four for thirty, and he's gonna whip that ass forty two to twelve. <laughs> Let's get back on the rails here while you're 
talking about fantasy football because that's clearly not going to happen in real well, life. Well, I mean, now football, now fantasy. I mean, you did throw up the conversation about the fantasy football coming up too. Hot damn, everything's connecting today. It's fucking full circle around this bitch. <laughs> WWE shakeup. We're, we're, I'm trying to get us back on the rails, ladies and gentlemen. Marty is, I don't know. You ever seen somebody going through alcohol withdrawals? Some bitch is shaking right now. Like, if you could see him, he's just like, he's almost tweaking. Like, I'm, I'm worried for her. I think I might have to to call uh, Uber Eats or somebody and have him deliver some Crown Royal to his door. DoorDash uh, works out here. But then again, I don't have his correct address because I've tried to send him a Santana Garrett autograph like six times and it always comes back to my house. So, uh, WWE shakeup continued this past week with Andrade going back to SmackDown, him and Zelina Vega, along with Aleister Black, and then Samoa Joe and Cesaro went over to Raw. Um, rumor has it that Fox wanted a more Hispanic flavor on SmackDown, which I don't understand. Was this a Fox move or was this a Charlotte Flair move to get Andrade back on SmackDown Live? It was 100%, as Becky Lynch said it, management giving you what you want. Uh, that's exactly what they did. It was to keep Charlotte happy. If they're not going to give her the title, they got to do something to make her happy. Um, that I mean, if it wasn't a Charlotte Flair thing, that, yeah, that's because they that that's shows how much they care about what Charlotte has or how much they hold in the Charlotte Flair. The fact that they're going to move three superstars to one channel or one show to make her happy. Um, the fact that like they're just dating is one thing. If they were married, I can understand that. You know, that's why we got Naomi on Raw with the Usos. Um, but then you have to bring Andrade over, which you got to keep him with Zelina Vega because the two of them are – are magic. They're perfect in the ring together. They they're just they blend so well. The chemistry there is fantastic. But you bring her over, now you gotta bring Black over. And the fact that they were willing to break up Black and Ricochet, who have been the hottest tag team over the last two months, to obviously that, that all was because of Andrade. Andrade staying with SmackDown. And that's exactly what happened there. You know it's what happened. They're going to say it's because of SmackDown or because of Fox or whatever else it might be. But you damn well know the reason why is because of Charlotte Flair. I guarantee the minute they break up, we're going to see Andrade on Raw the next Monday night. I don't know if I agree with that completely. I don't like Charlotte. I think we always go through this with Charlotte. Um, so I, I, I've been telling anybody who will listen on this podcast that I think Charlotte is the best female wrestler in the world right now. And I was convinced today by somebody trying to convince me that she is, that maybe she's not. She is booked to look like the best wrestler in the world. For example, your champion of both divisions right now wrestles against alicia fox on monday night raw marty alicia fox hadn't been on tv in six months she hadn't wrestled a month a match since she got arn anderson fired for showing up drunk at a house show months ago so what do you do you take the woman that beat ronda rousey her first her first loss at wrestlemania the woman in charge of two divisions and you put her in a 10 minute 50 50 booked match versus alicia fox and then you turn around and you have Charlotte and Bailey wrestle a classic 
and those are the two matches you remember. So then all the Charlotte people can say, well, look how much better the match is with Bailey. Okay, but 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 guess what? If you go back and look, all you got to do is fire that network up. And you watch matches with Charlotte versus Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and Carmella and shit like that on SmackDown. Those matches sucked. And I was told today that Ric Flair, her dad, could quote unquote have a good match with a broomstick. That he would bring people up to his level. Well, guess what? Charlotte doesn't have to bring Bailey up to her level. You put Charlotte in the ring with Alicia Fox and it's going to be the same kind of match. So again, I've been on this horse for a while now. I feel like they're trying to sabotage Becky, even though they're they're giving her her push, but at the same time, they want us to think, well, maybe she ain't as good as we think she is. And they want Charlotte lifted up to this higher level, which I'm starting to question myself. Is she really the best, or is she booked like the best? Well, she's definitely booked like the best. I'm not going to disagree with that, because she absolutely is, has been since day one. Um, I will say, though, she is the most athletic female on that roster hmm. I, who else is who else could be more athletic than her as far as wrestling Ronda. goes okay well Rhonda is on hiatus right now so I really Sasha's pretty her. fucking athletic she's not though she Sasha is just doesn't have the build that Charlotte does she doesn't have the look that Charlotte does but, but she does also doesn't look as fluid as she, she doesn't look as fluid doing I some of the stuff that, that. I, and I, I do I don't know but I I think that they they absolutely make her look out to be the absolute premier wrestler in the world. Um, I think they try to make it look like she's the best wrestler on the on the entire roster, not just female, but in general. And they they try to do to make her look like she's the elite, like she is bigger than everyone else, and it has to do with her pedigree. And that's exactly what they're doing. I've been saying that since day one. If it wasn't for who she was, she would not be held as high as she is. Now, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve to be there because she has proved that she can be and should be. But for somebody who's thrown in her face as much as she is, there, there's no reason why other females on that cha- on that roster don't deserve to have had half of the championships that, that Charlotte has carried. Why are we getting Becky versus Charlotte 73? Because well, we just, WWE we just had a, wants we to just keep harassing the main roster. We just had a shakeup. We just moved all these women to SmackDown. They even called attention to it, Marty. They even had Becky cut a promo saying, you need to get out of the way and let somebody else get a title shot. And then they have Bailey come out for the first time. I was like, damn, Bailey, go ahead. Me too. Like, I thought the same exact thing. For the first time, I'm cheering for Bailey. And what happens? She comes out there. She talks all that shit. And then Charlotte beats her ass in the middle of the ring. And now it's Charlotte versus Becky again at Money in the Bank. Uh, Becky, Becky two belts will be defending both of those titles at Money in the Bank. Lacey Evans one match. It's just she's going against Charlotte and Charlotte's little clone sister. Um, any chance that Becky walks out of this with no titles? No. 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 I think she still walks out both. Oh wow! I think. That Becky Two Belt shirt is going to be on sale after Money in the Bank because she's probably only going to have one. I think way too early Money in the Bank prediction. I predict Sasha's going to win Money in the Bank and she's going to cash in and take the Raw title from her. So here's what I think. I think that there is going to be a cash in um, on that night of, and I think it's going to be a failed cash in. Oh, wow. We've so had, think- this, will be, this will be the third cash, third Money in the Bank. The first two were successful. 
the last one on the same night, this is the year we get a a unsuccessful cash in. So and if it's saying, Sasha Bank, I would love it for it to be Sasha Bank. So you're saying that Becky's going to beat Lacey Evans, then she's going to beat Charlotte, she's going to get beat down by somebody, a cash-in, and she's going to win that match too. You're talking about Roman Reigns, John Cena, Hulk Hogan booking for Becky Lynch on that one. That's what that's what you're going to go with? I'm saying that she's going to beat Lacey Evans, she's going to be in a match against Charlotte, the winner of the Money in Bank's going to cash in, and then they're going to try to win by beating Charlotte, and Becky's going to come in and win the match. It's, and, and you can say how it is. She could steal it all she wants. Um, but I think that she ends up winning the key walking out with both, and there's an unsuccessful cash-in. I will call that now. I like it. I'm good with her walking around with both belts. I'm not good with her having to defend uh, in two titles in the same night. I mean, they, I think they should have planned better for that. I, think, I I agree too. Uh, I think but, she should defend titles on Raw and SmackDown, but I don't think she should have to defend both titles on a pay per view. I think Charlotte should have got her match at the SmackDown following the pay per view or leading into it. Um, but I'm good with her keeping a run with both those titles. I mean, she beat Ronda Rousey. The fact that she's getting knocked out by Lacey Evans after being in the match with Ronda Rousey pisses me off. The fact that she's got a 50-50 book match with Alicia Fox is is very annoying. When Ronda Rousey destroyed her, destroyed Alicia Fox. Uh, so and if you're going to go that route and you want her to look as top-notch as possible, she beats it, wins a triple threat match, the main event, WrestleMania 35, by beating Charlotte and getting the pin on Ronda Rousey. They, they poor-ass book her the next month to have her walk out uh, Money in the Bank with both titles after two matches, two separate matches. Um, yeah, I think that, that elevates it to a whole new level as far as where they, they hold her. And I think that's that right there, that finish like that, would be big would be good booking for her. Um I don't think they're going to Kurt Angle her. They better not Kurt Angle her because that will not only Kurt Angle could lose two belts and be okay. Becky Lynch loses two belts, she's going to be buried after that. Well, I have to correct you because Charlotte said that Becky didn't beat her even though it was a triple threat match and the rules were what they were. And even though last year at SummerSlam, Charlotte won the title by pinning Becky, who wasn't the champion, and had no problem carrying the SmackDown title around for her seventh title reign. But apparently we just... And that was another thing that was brought up today was, well, Charlotte's telling the truth. Becky didn't beat her for the title. She beat Ronda. It's a fucking triple threat match. Shut the fuck up. Anyway. Seth, I'm, I'm, Seth Rollins cashes more in the bank and pin Roman Reigns, yet Brock Lesnar lost his belt. That's all I'm saying. People are fucking exactly. stupid. Triple threat matches are triple threat matches. The first one to score a pinfall wins, and when it's all on the line like it was, the winner takes home both belts. If one, if Charlotte would have pinned Becky, I don't think we would have had her come out and say, well, Becky, you know, I pinned you. I didn't pin Ronda, so I'm going to give Ronda title defense. I think Charlotte needs to go to the back of the line. I think Becky needs to beat her. And then she needs to start taking on other challenges. Let's let's, let's get away from the women for a second. Um, the Viking Raiders. Yeah, your uh, name. Fuck no. <laughs> I know. Here's why. I uh, and you know what? Monday night when I saw this shit, 
I fucking went livid. Not because of the name change. That I can care less about. Because the name does sound better than the um, fucking Viking experience. At least I don't feel like I'm going on a ride right now. Um, but Viking... I mean, the, 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 the term Viking is any of the Scandinavian seafaring pirates and traders who raided and settled in many parts of the Northwestern Europe, Europe in 18th, 18th and 11th century. Raiders are what Vikings are. So you don't need to tell us what they are. We already know Vikings are raiders. You're giving us double fucking meaning right here. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like I, saying a black African. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, there are white Africans technically, so I mean, there is. South I know, Africa. but it, but if but, it's an African yes, person you know that's I mean? black from Africa, you're like, yeah, he's a black African. Well, no shit. Exactly. You know, um, he's a short like, midget. You're, you're giving us a fucking <laughs> double double words to, to, to give the exact same fucking meaning, like. Oh, oh my okay. god! Okay, how about you start calling Brock Lesnar the Beast Monster? Guess what? It's the same fucking thing. So you don't like the Viking Raiders? <laughs> no, I like the name better than Viking Experience. I just think it's stupid. They chose the same fucking word. They fucking they said, you know what? Give us two synonyms and we'll make that their fucking name. And that's exactly what they did. Speaking of uh, tag teams, how'd you like the Usos promo this week? <laughs> uh, anytime that they could put the fucking the revival in their place, I'm happy. Fuck the revival. Oh, wow. I was talking more along the lines of Jimmy telling Jay, like, yeah, Uber's outside. Don't drink and drive. And then he just kind of looks at him. Like, I thought that was, like, grade A trolling <sighs> to people that that talk shit about them. Because, let's be honest, after all the news came out, turns out he wasn't drunk. Naomi was, or he was drunk. Naomi wasn't drunk. It was a misunderstanding. And people on the internet are stupid. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it was funny is because, I mean, Jay has got, got a DUI like, like a year and a half ago, and then he you know, that that came out. So yes, I I don't know. Anytime that the Usos are making promos, their promos are top notch every single time. The Usos yeah. have a really good formula. Every time their contract comes up, one of them gets arrested, <laughs> and then they win the tag titles and they resign. Like it happens <laughs> every couple years. So fucking love the Usos. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse. I, you know, I I do this live tweeting from boot to the face during Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And normally I'm preaching to people, don't be prisoner of the moment. Give it a, give it time. Give it a second. I didn't give this time, and I watched it again the other night, and I disliked it even more the second time I watched. It. Um, but I'm in the minority because everything I saw online, I apologize, is a train in the background. That's because that about... <laughs> Never mind, go on. <laughs> Everything that I saw online, people loved it. So how'd you feel about it? I feel like something's on the tracks and about to get fucking hit because this is a train wreck of a travesty that they're making Bray Wyatt go through. Um, here's the thing. When he fucking popped up, I thought, oh, they're repackaging Bo Dallas? Okay. And then I'm like, oh, no, fuck. That's Bray Wyatt. Never mind. My mistake. He's fucking Mr. Rogers in it out there. Um, I was so, I was upset. I, I won. I'm a fan of the, the eater of the world's character. I always have been a fan of Bray Wyatt. 
Um, given, I do agree he did deserve, it was time to get a, a character change on him and repackaging. All the, the vignettes they've been pulling, they were getting, I, you, you knew it was for Bray Wyatt, and I was interested to see what they were going to do with it. And then they pull out this creepy-ass fucking shit thing or whatever it is. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a fan for it. I mean, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Had this been Bo Dallas, it's an upgrade in Persona character. Um, you do Bray Wyatt, I feel like it's a downgrade on what he's doing. Like, it's just, I don't see him. It's just, it's a weird I don't know. I just don't see his personality in that character. Uh, maybe it's because we we saw what we did get for so long. Uh, I mean, it's definitely better than Husky Harris, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know. I guess at the same point, I'm interested to see what they do with it because I can, I can see myself getting on board with it. As of right now, I'm not really a fan of it. I want. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I want Randy Orton some kind of way end up in the. In the Firefly Funhouse, and him and, and Brady just kind of <laughs> look at him like, like you're not gonna burn this one down like you did my my cabin in the middle of the woods, are you? <laughs> um, I just want some kind of interaction. With, I don't know, man. I tell you what, Brady looks like he's in great shape. Uh, him shaving the beard and kind of getting his haircut, he looks. Hair he, he's, got, he's got dread still, man. He does, but he's got him. He had him pulled back, and he had his head kind of shaved. Uh, he just looks he looks better. Uh, apparently, JoJo put it on him and sent him to the barbershop. So. Ooh, damn. You went there with it. Yeah. Well, he's got to look good for that baby about to pop. Trust me, there's a lot of fat wrestling fans out there that would go to the barbershop for JoJo and get in better shape. That is true. Uh, <laughs> Seth versus AJ. Is announced for your Universal Championship match coming out the gate at Money in the Bank, and here's here's my take on it. What does it say about Seth that his first couple weeks as the champion, all of a sudden everybody wants to be Universal Champion, but when Brock was the champ, he couldn't find challengers. <laughs> like he had to keep fighting Roman Reigns. He couldn't pay somebody to fight him. But when Seth got the title, now all of a sudden everybody's got balls and wants to just keep coming out the back. At one point, there was like nine microphones in the ring because everybody wants the title. Uh, you had a couple good triple threat matches and then a good match between Baron Corbin. Yeah, I said it. A good match between Baron Corbin and AJ Styles. AJ comes out the victor, and now you will have AJ versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank, which should be a great match. Uh is it too early for that match, Marty, or are you, are you cool with the outcome? Um, I think it's too early for the match because I think that that's a... That's a SummerSlam type match. Yeah, you know, and if, maybe if we're going to get this over the summer and that's going to be a culmination at SummerSlam and that's the final match, um, that's something that needs to be like... If they do it right, that could end up being a 60-minute Iron Man match. Or... Uh, no, yeah... That could easily become a 60-minute Iron Man match, and a good one. Well, I think Seth was the last one to be in a 60-minute Iron Man match, if I'm correct. Yeah, um, and the crowd counted down like they were in the fucking Royal Rumble every time the clock went yeah, down. So good luck true. with that one. That's true. Um, but I don't know. I think this. They're. I think they're going to be. When we saw the shakeup, this is one of the feuds that we thought we were going to see, and we were excited to see. I. You know, are we getting early? 
possibly. If it's going to play out for a long period of time, then great. Um, however, that being said, I'd much rather be watching this than Baron Corbin in the title match. I like Baron Corbin. I think y'all are crazy. Baron Corbin is good in the ring. He's good on the mic. He's the only legit heel in the WWE right now. A heel's job is to get booed. Baron Corbin gets booed. Kevin Owens ain't a fucking heel because y'all cheer for him. Samoa Joe's not sure. a heel because y'all I'm, cheer for him. I'm pretty Baron sure Drew McIntyre is a heel. Guess what? Drew gets cheered for. People want to see Drew McIntyre win. You don't want to see Baron Corbin win, and that's the whole point of being a heel. And, the guy, and and let's be honest. Take your fuck Baron Corbin hat off. And let's be honest. Dude is good in the ring. His outfit sucks. We all agree on that. Um, but he's he. I don't know, man. It's just it's something about the guy that I think could be a big ass star as a bad guy. And I think he's. I honestly, I think they see something in him also. And Corbin's gonna be champion before uh, he'll be champion before Drew McIntyre is, and we're gonna come back to this episode, episode thirty-three, on uh, right now the date is April the twenty-fifth because it's after midnight here in Atlanta. We're gonna come back to this episode where I told you that Baron Corbin's gonna be world champion or universal champion before Drew McIntyre is. You're rolling your eyes at me now, but I'm gonna bring this shit back up. I'm gonna put a little I'm gonna make one of those little headliner videos of it and I'm gonna post it all over social media to tell each and every one of you sons of bitches out there that Baron Corbin's the man and he's gonna be world champion before Drew McIntyre. Speechless. I'm just gonna let it play. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking throw that shit out to the Twitter first right now. Kevin Owens turns on Kofi Kingston. Fuck yeah. Too early? No. It was perfect timing. Perfect timing. Perfect I was timing. literally of uh, when when the brawl when the melee started happening, I had my phone in my hand and I was about to tweet, KO's about to turn. And then it just like all hell broke loose. And you could kind of see it coming. Like once Xavier got thrown outside the ring. And Shinsuke took him out. I was like, oh, yeah, he's about to turn. And the way they did it was really good. Uh, the violence was good. You felt bad for Kofi. Xavier came in for the save and took the heat for him. They'll probably put Xavier on the shelf now. And Kofi will have to conjure up 2009 Kofi Kingston, where he beat the dog shit out of Randy Orton and should have won the title back then. So you probably get a more serious Kofi out of this. Um, KO is probably going to take on Kofi at Money in the Bank. Uh, is this a match you're looking forward to? Are you excited about the KO turn? Uh, yeah, I was. Well, I was excited about the KO turn when it happened. Uh, was not expecting it to happen this soon, so I think that's what made it even better. Um, I thought it was going to play out for a few more weeks and then happen like two weeks before Money in the Bank. Um, uh, I'm excited for this. This this matchup between the two of them, I think they can have a great match. Um, I think it's awesome. You, you know, where we see Seth kind of going against everybody. We're seeing a storyline being developed in front of us with uh, Kofi and KO. And people were talking last week about how it was a joke and how they're, you know, they're belittling KO for doing this. It's fucking part of a story, man. Sit back and watch and enjoy that shit. I thought it was entertaining. And then here we go. A week later, he's turning on him already. 
Like, nobody expected it to happen that soon. You know everyone was expecting it to happen at some point. Um, now, so I'm, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's a great time. Um, gives him a credible opponent right away. And it's going to help elevate Kofi to the next level. I think they should. They probably won't. But I think if they wanted to play this story out, Kofi's been wrestling 11 years in WWE. He's never been champion. I think they could play this up as a learning experience for him. Like, hey, you're on top now. You can't trust anybody. Instead, he was good old uh, happy-go-lucky Kofi Kingston, forgetting that he's WWE champion and that everybody's gunning for him. So now I think they could turn this into a, should I trust Xavier? Should I trust Big E? And they could kind of go down that road as well. But who who knows where they're going to go. I like it, though. I'm excited for uh, Kofi versus Big E. Uh, we got one more topic to hit before we finish this thing. And it's about the mass exodus that the Internet wants you to believe is happening in the WWE. Um, I'll try to name everybody off the top of my head. Dean Ambrose is not re-signed. And Luke Harper's asked for his release. Uh the rumor is Sasha's asked for her release. Goldust is gone. Cody Rhodes left a couple years ago. The Revival aren't happy. Uh, should WWE be worried about their mid-cards? Let's be honest. Besides Sasha and Dean, none of those names I just named moved the needle for WWE. Uh, Sasha and Dean are the only two that were world champion in the company. Dean's at the top of his run right now, and and who knows if he's even going to AEW. Who Rumor knows if he's he... even actually leaving WWE in general. True, true. Rumor has it he may retire, and he's just not happy with wrestling. He could just be beat up. I mean, we talked about it last week. He was the fucking Iron Man for them, where he's wrestling you know, more matches than anybody else. The dude could just be tired. Well, um, here's, here's my Andrew, on uh, Dean real quick. He was injured for a pretty good amount of time. Uh, he came back freaking just stacked and yoked like a mother, man. He was came back looking like a totally different person. Who kn- He was gone for a long time. Who knows that he was focusing on his health and getting better, that he didn't come across something else that piqued his interest or caught his attention that he wants to pursue away from wrestling at the moment. You know, that's very possible, too, which is why... It's it's one of those that where if they're going to allow him to they, – they, they had this big send-off for somebody who put their notice in two months ahead of time. You never see them do that. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You know, it might just be to keep the good graces and just keep it cordial and see how it goes. Um, you know, you put your notice in. We're going to take care of you before you leave. Do that kind of thing. Say, say farewell. Um, they had the event on Sunday for them. It might be because he's taking time off away from the industry with plans that if he comes back, he's coming back to WWE. They may have that in writing already, too. And that he's just going to go pursue other things that are away from wrestling. You know, we've seen other people do that. That You know, Jericho did the same thing. They let him go off and do his own thing. Of course, that changed when he signed with AEW and when he started doing more uh, New Japan stuff. But we, even when New Japan first started, that was you know he was still making WWE appearances. Uh, so who knows? We don't know the true story there. I don't think we're ever going to know the true story. But I think that I don't think we're, we're done seeing Dean in the WWE. True. All right. So, but also I, wanna, to go that, I, I think it get... goes back further, all the way back to Neville. 
and asking for his release back in September. Okay, so we're, we're bringing it back to my original question. Um, should WWE be worried? And and the the reason I bring this up is because I see so much on the internet where people are just like, look at all these guys that want to leave and they're not happy and WWE doesn't know how to use them and blah, blah, blah. Let's be honest. If Luke Harper's wrestling on SmackDown, are you more likely to tune into it? Or are you just like, oh, cool, Luke Harper's wrestling. Like, I'll watch his match, but I'm not going to go out of my way for it. Guess what? Chances are most people are the latter. Most people aren't going to go out of their way to watch a Luke Harper match. Most people weren't going to go out of their way to watch a Cody Rhodes match while he was there. He became a bigger star two years after he left. Most people aren't going to watch. People claim they love Neville. Guess what? Neville was on the fucking roster for years. And during his match, he never got a spike in ratings. And you try to blame that on WWE. Some of these people just aren't as over as the internet wants to make them be over. If they were, ratings would spike and it would be proven that way. Are they misused? Yeah, maybe. But when you got a roster full of people like that, somebody's going to get misused. You still got to get over. Becky Lynch was misused for a year and a half. Now look at her. Eventually, the cream rises to the top, as the macho man would say. Oh, yeah. So you either rise to the top or you do like they did years ago when the World Wildlife Foundation took over and you get the F out. Oh, fuck. Nice. That's just that's just how I feel about it, man. I'm 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 sick of of people making such a big deal of these and I'm I'm trying to be disrespectful to the wrestlers that want to leave. Like if you think you can do better somewhere else and you want your release, man, more power to you. But people blow stuff out of proportion so much. Guess what? You're in the WWE, you're in the fucking big leagues. You're making more as a mid-carder that's not on TV as a main eventer that's going to be in Ring of Honor or fucking CCW or CZW or Chikara Pro or anywhere else like that that you want to go to just so you can get a title that's not even real. Every two weeks, they say, you get a check in the mail that's way bigger from the WWE for you sitting your ass at home than you'll get somewhere else. And isn't that the goal? Isn't that what everybody wants in life? Make more for doing less. Uh, yes, sir. I mean, I'd fucking do it. Put me on NXT. <laughs> I look up at the lights every fucking week. You give me that check. So, I mean, that's kind of, I kind of got away from my point, but, you know. So, I mean, I, I to go back to your point and what your question was leading to, does the WWE have anything to worry about with what they've lost? And I don't think so. They're, now, do they, are they losing people who might be vital to some things they're doing? Yes, absolutely. Are there people who have been mismanaged and not given the opportunities that they should have? Yes. Uh, was it completely because the WWE for the reasons they, did, they didn't get those opportunities? No. Um, Luke Harper, I think, has a great potential. I think he could be a main event champion. Um, He's also 40-something you know, years old with an injury history. Not being utilized properly and continuous injuries is what's hindered him from being that champion. Sasha Banks, she's multi-champion. She's a tag, the first tag team champion. Um She's a great wrestler. This is where I'm going to get flack, and I know you're, you know, you're, you're going to disagree with me here. She's not very good on the mic. I don't care what anyone says. So does that hinder her? Yes. Does she? Is she a champion material? Yes. Does she need to be a five-time champion yet? No. Charlotte Flair doesn't need to be an eight-time champion either. 
there's more women on that roster who deserve opportunities to be champion that aren't getting them. Bailey's what a one-time champion? Come on now, Bailey deserves more championships than she has. Um, Becky Lynch, obviously, she's finally getting her due now. But before this, she was a one-time champion that wasn't getting any attention either. You know, there's just more people that can get those opportunities. Um, these mid, the, I see these as more mid-card people who are leaving. Yes, um, they don't have nothing to worry about until a is even if he's older, a Randy Orton asked to leave, um, mm-hmm. a Roman Reigns asked to leave. Speak um, on it. If they start getting these main events, start if they're when they start getting people who are on the poster requesting to leave. That's when they have an issue. This is this is why we do this shit together. Because that was my next point. Those are my exact words. As a matter of fact, those were the examples I was going to use. Wake me up when Roman Reigns is like, you know what? I'm good. Let me out of my contract. Wake me up when the Golden Girl Charlotte Flair wants to leave. Wake me up when AJ Styles wants to leave. You remember a couple months back we had Joe call in and tell me how AJ Styles wanted to go to AEW. No, he doesn't. Because he's got it made. He's a 40-year-old guy with a family whose main event and pay-per-view is getting paid big-ass money right now and getting to showcase his skills every week. Why? Because he's one of the bigger stars. Because he moves the needle. Wake me up when Seth Rollins wants to leave. Dean Ambrose, okay. That's, that's probably the biggest one that wanted to leave out of all of them. But you can't lump him in with everybody else. Right. Everybody else is a mark for them. Quote, I, and I hate to even say that because I'm not, you know how I, I don't like to use the wrestling terms, but everybody else is kind of being a mark for themselves in the titles right now, which I don't agree with. So Yeah, and you know, Dean Ambrose is a main eventer. Dean Ambrose is a multi-champion. Dean Ambrose is a loss to the company. Now, mm-hmm. is he something to worry about? I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say he is a loss to the company for them to worry about until he signs with someone else because we don't know the full story if he is leaving because he wants to pursue another another organization that's a loss because that's going to show that a main tier star can go somewhere else and will go somewhere else hell jericho to be honest jericho was one of those jericho was at the top of his game when he left and went to new japan and then aew now the difference there is that chris jericho isn't a full-time wrestler Chris Jericho hasn't been a full-time wrestler with the exception of the two-year run he had before he left. Before that, he was making his appearances and having short short feuds here and there. So, you know, it'd be no different than The Rock coming back and being wrestling for like two months and then taking off and then having some events somewhere else. That's It's big because of who it is, and Jericho's known for the WWE for the last 20 years, but Jericho isn't that main-tier star. He's not main-eventing the headlining the, the pay-per-views. Now, if Dean Ambrose is, you know, if he disappears and comes back in a few, you know, a mo- few months or a year, then it's a, then it's whatever. It's just someone need a time off. Now, if he shows up in three months at a different event somewhere else, then that's something to, to, uh, to cause their concern. Not something to lose their shit over and rework the entire organization, but something to be mindful to and the awareness of it. And one thing that people are ignoring, just a many, as many of these guys that want out, there's guys like Kushida that are wanting in. So you can say, as, as somebody that's a fan watching from the outside, how WWE is toxic and nobody wants to be there. There's people leaving good companies like New Japan and ROH making a shitload of, of money and fame on the quote-unquote indie scene that are cashing all that shit in to go work for NXT. 
So, you know, there's 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 a lot of names. Hell, you got Adam Cole and everybody else that came in NXT, Matt Riddle, uh, all these guys that were big outside of WWE that have no problem being humble. Look at all the main, NXT. with the exception of Roman Reigns. Look at every person in the main event picture right now. Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, uh, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. Where are they from? They are not WWE born and raised. They left and made names other places, and then they came to the WWE. Those are people who are filling up. Daniel Bryan, for, for, you know, we're not the biggest fans of him, but Daniel Bryan Danielson. Kevin Owens. At Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn. Just keep going. (laughs) At the fucking opportunity to come to the E for a reason. Yes, these mid-tier card players want to leave. Why? Because they're mid-tier card players. Will they ever be A-tier? No. Now, A-tier level players are coming to be B-level players for the same reasons you've already mentioned. Yes, that's where the opportunities are. If I can get an A, if if I'm the business side of it, if I'm Vince McMahon and I can get a top-tier talent to come be a mid-level player and lose this mid-level player who doesn't want to do anything, who thinks he's deserving of something else and entitled to something else, guess what? See you later, bro. I'm out. I got I got better talent coming in to backfill that spot. Marty, you have done nothing but spit the fucking truth this evening. I think you need to be sober more often. <laughs> Shit. man it's been a good show uh we've covered a lot it's late i apologize for my uh my old manedness earlier and yeah it's been a fantastic show nwa crockett cup is this weekend marty squirrel Uh, santana garrett nwa champions whoop whoop pro wrestling slash boot to the face be like uh, J-Bomb from Talkamania and go buy you one. Uh, again, share the podcast with your friends. Give us a rate. And if you're on iTunes or Google Play, uh, you can follow the show at Boot to the Face. You can follow Mr. Marty Vasquez at A Bearded Master on Twitter. And you can follow me at Rucker2020. Uh, this has been Boot to the Face episode 33. I'm Chris Rucker for my man Marty Vasquez saying peace. Later.